Did you see Wrestle Grand Slam last night? We're going to start our show today talking about Grand Slam, but it's Thursday, so you know what that means. We're talking the latest in wrestling rumors, including AEW possibly introducing a secondary women's title. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website with database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we've got a pile of rumors to sort through. John DeCarty is in the house. We also have headlines in the last 24 hours, including The Miz being everywhere but WWE TV. And this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for September 23rd, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news by you, the truth. All right, John DeCotti, welcome to the show. Coming off a huge Grand Slam Dynamite last night. First and foremost, show opens with Kenny versus Daniel Bryan. It goes to a time limit drop. What'd you think? I thought that, uh, I, as we discussed in pre-production, I thought the minute that I saw there was opening the show, I figured that's where they were going. But that did not lower my excitement for the match whatsoever. I, I realized halfway through the match, I was, I had an ear to ear grin, just why there was nobody else in the room. There was no one for me to enjoy it with necessarily, but I just, I realized midway through the match, I've just been smiling through this whole thing. I think this is just, it was just great. Yeah. They had my attention the whole time. I was completely captivated. Great match. It's definitely one people should go out of their way to see. I had people texting me that it was their match of the year so far, uh, which is there's they're a good company. There's a lot of good matches this year so far. And I think they're probably set to do it again at the pay-per-view. I think we're, I think we're going to get another really good match when that comes around. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't imagine a bad match between those two. So yeah. Yeah. Give me more. Absolutely. It made sense. I think for them to start the show with that, because they wouldn't want to end dynamite with anything but a definitive finish. Right. But I thought, man, this was the best Ruby Soho match I've ever seen in the main event. All her time in WWE. She had a feud with Ronda briefly and everything, but she never really got a serious match. I don't think where yeah, yeah. And, and this was that. Yeah. It felt like she never really, she could never get started. She could never get any momentum. There was, there was not a long program necessarily with anyone, whether it was with or without other members of the riot squad. So yeah, last night I thought was a very good match. Yeah, absolutely. And then Cody takes an L. That's pretty big news. He ends a feud with an L. He did that with MJF. MJF went over in that feud and yeah. So there you go. I almost, okay. That was the right way to end that feud. No, no two ways about it. But I almost, I wonder if they had planned it the other way and then they got to the ring and saw how much the, the New York crowd was not buying any of Cody's baby face BS. Yeah. Is that something you could even change on the fly? I know you change endings because of injuries and whatnot, but like that crowd was not going to cheer for Cody and it would have really put a wet blanket on the night had Cody gone over, but luckily they did the right thing. Yeah. And I wonder what they're going to do from here. If Cody's going to go back at Malachi black, because certainly Malachi black ran through the entire nightmare family. Like in theory, Cody needs to get some sort of revenge here, yeah. but based on the crowd reaction, it doesn't look like he's going to be cheered in doing so. So it makes me wonder, are they just going to turn him heel or are they going to move him on to a different program where he will get cheered? Yeah. Uh, and 
I don't know which, it, which it'll be. Yeah. They could always add someone to the house of black and then have Odie and Dustin go after them or whatnot. Or like you said, they could just move on and I'd be fine with that either way. So I wanted to ask you as we move off of grand slam here, we got a bunch of rumors to get into here shortly, but I did want to just bring up the Owen Hart cup with you. It was only mentioned in passing during last night's AEW broadcast. We got to assume that a big announcement is forthcoming. Sure. They will be in Kansas city on November 3rd, which Kansas city is where Owen Hart, uh, untimely passed away. So possibly maybe they'll do something there to pay tribute to the John. Any thoughts on the Owen Hart cup? What, what are you thinking when you heard that news? I, I saw a lot of people have a bad reaction. Like he was a WWE guy. How dare they do this? Blah, 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 blah. You know what? If you love Owen Hart and you want to see him properly remembered, respected, and this, that, and he's not, he's barely mentioned in the WWE. There will be nothing going forward because his family, his, his widow wants, does not want them to profit off anything about her ex, her husband's image and memory. So if you want anything, this is how you're going to get it. You'll get your action figures. You'll get presumably a yearly cup thing, tournament, whatever the case may be. I think it's a great idea and it's, it's AEW continuing to pay homage to the past and do things right by it. And it was a partnership with the Owen Hart Foundation too. So there's going to be some of those proceeds from the action figures and even the console game and the cup tournament itself, I would think that will go to a good cause. Yeah. So that, that cost has done a lot of good. So. All right. With that, John, let's get into the rumors. I know there's a million as always. Let's start digging into those. Yes, indeed. All right. Here's one seems to come up every week, but it seems like we're getting just a little nugget uh, more every week. So give us an update on the King and Queen of the Ring tournaments. It's interesting. I don't really have anything new on this. I know that there are potentially some rumors uh, going around of there'll be four people from Raw, four people from SmackDown. I don't know where that came from exactly, but it makes it makes sense to me. I think that's what it's been in the last few years as an eight-person tournament. We have the draft coming up like right away. Uh, you do some brand warp for, for, so to speak. So that makes sense, but I don't know where it, uh, it came from. All right. So nothing, nothing definitive. All right. We've got a WWE superstar, another WWE superstar asking for their release. Yeah. They should give it to him. A grind metal leak, according to Moss Lucha, metal leak has requested his release due to lack of opportunities. Now when metal leak was hired, you know, into the cruiserweight classic, right. he was considered one of the best luchadors that there is. And, uh, he has not had an opportunity to really showcase that excellent worker. And I hope they do consider giving him his release because they're not using it. And I don't think he's a guy that's going to go to a W. So what are they, what would they be worried about? Let's yeah, go. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but his contract does run through 2023, we believe. So bend him over backwards and give him a hard time. Who knows? Hopefully they do the right thing. Okay, an AEW superstar or an AEW wrestler we haven't seen in a while. Seems like he might be ready to make a re-debut. Who are you talking about? I don't think I saw this one. <laughs> <laughs> right under Grand Metal League, Kip Sabian. Oh, Kip Sabian. Yeah, yeah, Kip Sabian. Yeah, he's he was at AEW Fan Fest. My wife has a picture with him because she waited in line for him. He had wore a box over his head and everything and 
yeah, it looks like he's going to come back and he'll probably have some sort of variation on his former character. And Penelope Ford is interestingly aligned with Hardy family office now. So it doesn't, I don't know if she'll bounce back to Kip or not. Um, it seems like he's got to get something in on Miro, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't get a win over Miro or anything, it seems like they can't ignore how that thing ended. But yeah, I think he, I think, I don't know if he's fully cleared to compete, but he's pretty close. Yeah. Supposedly he was outside of Arthur Ashe with box over his head again last night. So yeah, it makes sense. It's cool that he's doing like this little underground thing to try to build some steam. Yeah. I makes me, also makes me wonder if he's dyed his hair or done something crazy. Mm-hmm. Although so there's pictures of him on social media and there's nothing different, but maybe by the time he debuts, there will be. So he was at the fan fest and he never took the box off. No. Wow. That's and, and he didn't speak either. Wow, living the gimmick. Very nice. You just had to know it was him. <laughs> All right. Moving along, we know Crown Jewels coming up. We got Extreme Rules this weekend. We know Survivor Series, and we've heard already about day one. That seemed like a nice rounding out of the end of the year in terms of the WWE pay-per-view schedule. But apparently, we're going to wedge another one in there. There was a, a, a slot in there on 12-12 for a WWE pay-per-view TBD. That got moved to 12-19, and it's been confirmed, at least by PW Insider, that it will be TLC. No real shocker there. That's been the, it's been the December pay-per-view for some time. But what's, what's interesting is they haven't announced a market for it yet. Mm. So I wonder where that will be. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, this one just makes me chuckle. By the way, the tickets for Survivor Series went on sale 11 minutes ago. The pre-sale. Ah, very nice. Smart place. So I'll be really interested to see how they do on their day one, day two sales. Yeah, because the, uh, aren't they, uh, what is it? The, the new arena that's going to be uh, there by the racetrack. WWE and AEW running shows like a week apart. UBS. Yeah. Out, yeah. Long Island. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So this New York market is getting, I, I don't want to say it's getting overly hit right now, but they're getting a lot of shows mm-hmm. and I am really interested to see how ticket sales continue with both companies. So uh, last night was almost a uh, sellout at 20,000 people. They kept opening up more and more sections. I don't know if it officially sold out, but pretty darn close. And then in on Long Island, the AEW show is doing a lot stronger than the, the WWE show is right at the moment. So. Yeah. We'll be watching all that stuff because ticket sales are a really good indication of where we'll be three, four months down the road with everything else. Ratings tend to lag for right. that reason. And then, but you can want ticket sales, what's hot. So. Sure. Okay. Okay. So Vince McMahon wants NXT 2.0 to be edgier. Yeah. This came from Fight- a Fightful actually broke this story. I want to say Sunday or Monday and uh, on Fightful Select. And sure enough, when we watched Tuesday's product, there was a lot more swearing. And one of the, one of the comments that they had was more, Vince wanted more leniency on women ring gear or whatever. I don't know about the ring gear per se, but the Mandy Rose angle definitely felt edgier the way that they followed the camera from her ankles to her. I don't even think they got as high as her face, to be honest with you. (laughs) So they definitely are exercising on this edgier product stuff so they brightened up the room and now they want them to swear <laughs> and the exactly. they they took the visual edginess away from it but now they want to put it back in yeah okay sure whatever <laughs> all right getting back to uh last night in arthur ash stadium 
Uh, I imagine that the in-ring product for just about everyone was a rousing success. There were some issues in the building, though. Yeah, Andrew Zarian said on Twitter that when speaking to a few people working at the stadium, they had no idea it would be a sellout. And no idea. (laughs) They didn't know that. It wasn't exactly a secret. I heard that the lines were extremely long just to get in the building. Traffic, we had... um, Andre, who is, who participates in the conversation thread, said that there was traffic getting to the building. AEW said, told people ahead of time to take public transit. Definitely heard a lot about that. There was some comments I also saw in an article on Ringside News where people had written them and said that the merch lines were really bad and that they sold out a product and everything like that. And they locked, they missed two matches because they were trying to get a beer, that kind of thing. I will say that. The merch lines was an issue in Chicago as well. In fact, when we went to get merch in Chicago, the guy said, nobody else can get in line because we have to stop the line here. It can't go any further. So they actually maxed out the space they had in the line. And also the product selling out, the CM Punk shirt and things like that. I, that is an issue that they've had just amazing demand lately. And Pro Wrestling Tees hasn't been able to keep up. I think if you make an order right now, There's a three-week lag before they can get it printed. That's how much demand they have. And they're working around the clock. I'd hired new people and stuff like that. Everybody's working overtime. So it's like a good news, bad news situation. So I'm not surprised they sold out of of t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, PWTs wasn't exactly uh, all that snappy to begin with. So They certainly were not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sticking with AEW. They are considering introducing a new championship and not necessarily the one that we've been talking about for quite some time. I know when you talk about new championships in AEW, you think of the trios championship or my personal idea would be the 10 minute tag titles because I think that fits our company a lot better. Plus, if it gets so many people on television, I put it out in the universe. Nobody seems to be taking it. <laughs> yeah, the, they're looking at a second women's title. Again, this comes from Andrew Zarian of Mattman Podcast. He announced this exclusively on Speak, uh, speaking to Denise Salcedo's podcast, Speak Now. They're going to call it the TBS title, and it's going to be the women, a secondary women's championship. That's from Andrew. Now, he doesn't break a ton of news, but the stuff he breaks is typically on point. He's the one who said, hey, there's going to be new sets for Raw and SmackDown when they go back on the road. And there was. He's the one who has been talking about the king and queen of the ring and everything with the association there with Saudi Arabia and stuff. And that appears to be coming true. At least people are considering it fact at this point. So I'm going to take him at his word here. I, I bet you that's, I bet you there's a lot of truth to that. So it seems a little weird. Don't you think John, that they would do a secondary women's title? I, I feel like they only have one women's match per show. It's hard to see a secondary title really making sense at this point but yeah i thought they would stay away from that when they originally did that the tag team tour but that wasn't for belts that was for medals that you know were hung around their neck so yeah i'm sure they'll make it exciting their women's division has had a hell of an infusion over the last year so there certainly are enough bodies to get this done so good for them hopefully uh moving we'll see this exactly this yeah, yeah. all right moving along an update on Keith Lee, somewhat of an update. I watched, I watched his introduction from Monday Night Raw the, this morning. I saw a fan video of it. He is being referred to as Keith Bearcat Lee, 
which Bearcat is a reference to Bearcat Wright, who wrestled in the 50s and 60s. I don't know necessarily why. Maybe they just felt like his character needed a little something. But yes, when I, I heard the introduction this morning, I watched it on Twitter. Keith Bearcat Lee. If it's an homage to 60, 60 year in the past wrestler. Okay. Wonderful. He's a, he is in the Hall of Fame in the Legends wing. So doesn't he sure. call that like thing when he goes like this, doesn't he call that like Grizzly Magnum or something? Yeah. So I, I get the reference. I'm sure that's what they're thinking. So there you go. All right. Uh, Sasha Banks. She's medically cleared. She's been seen backstage at some Smackdowns. Yeah. Fightful broke that September 10th that she was actually backstage at Smackdown going as far back as that. So that's three weeks ago. I guess they're working on creative for her return. So at some point she'll come back. I think it's a big deal when she comes back, to be honest with you, especially if Becky Lynch has the title and she wants to get her match back from that. She never got at at SummerSlam. Sure. I can't think of a one-on-one. I I know we've had it, but a one-on-one Becky Lynch and and Sasha Banks match. I'm stretching myself to think about when that might've happened. Been a few years anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly in terms of WWE, we haven't seen it six times in the last month. It right. is good and never happening. All right, let's, let's wrap up the rumor segment here with uh, Ricky Starks. Perhaps he misspoke when uh, he announced himself as Mark Henry's permanent replacement there on the Rampage desk. Yeah, he, he said it on some podcast that he was on that he was going to be Mark Henry's permanent replacement. And, and Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer, he ran with that on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio. And then he got contacted, Brian Alvarez did, got contacted afterwards and, and they said, no, that's not what's happening. We're going to have a rotating set of hosts instead of Mark. So then Brian had to correct himself, whatever. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so glad that we don't have to have just three commentators on Rampage. We need to have that fourth rotating seat. No offense to Mark Henry. Love the guy. And the more I've seen little glimpses of him as a real person, we saw him on that, uh, hidden treasure show, whatnot, getting emotional every time he turned around, he seemed like a sweet giant of a man it wasn't working he barely spoke it was like they had to pull him into every conversation so it's better he can be backstage and he can say it's time for the main event every week good for him wonderful yeah why did you need to fill that spot (laughs) yeah exactly three-man table is clumsy at times why in god's name would you need four Right. Especially when one of them is Chris Jericho, you're not going to get a word in <laughs> edgewise anyway. All right. If rumors are done, let's talk about something that's not a rumor. Tonight on Impact Wrestling, we are going to see Josh Alexander hand in the X Division Championship. He's exercising option C at Bound for Glory. He's going to challenge Christian Cage for the Impact World Championship. We'll be talking about that on October 23rd. Al Carl's going to be hosting a special Essential Wrestling Podcast Bound for Glory special. He'll talk about the stats and figures from Bound for Glory gone by. Plus, the guys will all make their picks for Bound for Glory. This is the biggest show for Impact every year. October 23rd, 3 p.m. is the special. And John, I'm just going to ask you now. It's early. We got a lot of programming between now and then. Is Josh Alexander the guy to take the Impact World Championship back to Impact? If that hasn't been what they've been setting up this whole time with them, just make, he's had an amazing X title run here. 
He just put, I believe, the exclamation point on the end of the sentence by beating the X Division GOAT, Chris Saban. If that's not where we're going, then good Lord, I have no idea what Impact is doing. I'm going to say yes. I think he's the man who brings the title back home. For Josh's sake, I hope so too. He's a guy who's been wrestling for 15 years. He only just now became a full-time pro wrestler. He had, he was able to hang up his shoot job. So I hope so. The one thing is we don't know Josh as a, a killer communicator. He's not the, he's not strong Mike person. Yeah. But in Impact Wrestling, you don't do a whole lot of in-ring promos and things like that. So maybe it's okay. I think Christian Cage has probably said what a couple paragraphs worth of stuff since he's been back. So. True. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the baby faces over there don't do a lot of talking at all until they've been beaten down and triple teamed and they're, I'm going to get my revenge. As long as he stays baby face, Josh Alexander, he won't need to do much talking as long as he's got that shiny belt around his waist. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's like Chris Jericho on commentary. Who can get a word in edgewise when you got Tasha Steeles running her mouth all the time? <laughs> <laughs> That's before the match, after the match, during the match. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That said, we are going to take a short break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about all the latest news. Plus we got headline or uh, we have headlines. Plus we have the lineups for the weekend. So tons of wrestling between now and Monday. So stick with us. We will be right back. If you love the daily wrestling news show, then I want to tell you how you can support us first check out bodyslamclothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20 and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Robert Luca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Friday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. Okay, we're back with headlines, and John, the, the top headline is a sad one. Superstar Billy Graham has been hospitalized. He was diagnosed with irregular heart beat and uh, heart failure with fluid in his lungs. He's hospitalized and there's a concern that too much medication could damage his kidneys. So they're being very cognizant of that factor. Graham, of course, most famously known for ending Bruno San Martino's second reign as champion in April of 1997 at the Baltimore Arena in controversy fashion. He had his feet on the ropes for the pen. <laughs> uh, get better, superstar. That's right. Get better. Get well. Get well soon, sir. I hope. 
And John, we of course know the Miz is doing Dancing with the Stars. He's kind of lighting it up. They're they're promoting it on Raw, telling him people ready to go vote, even though it's on the same time as Raw. It's on the <laughs> channel. Mainly, I think somebody even said, one of the commentators even said, go vote for Miz on Dancing with the Stars so he's not back on Raw anytime soon. Now, he'll be doing Wheel of Fortune this Sunday. Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. That should keep him off of Extreme Rules, perhaps. Although it's taped. I think Wheel of Fortune's taped, so. True. Just done before a live studio audience. Good luck to the Miz. I hope you continue to do lots of wonderful things outside of WWE. <laughs> Does he strike you as a guy who could spell? Because I think he need, you need that for... <laughs> no. I'm going to say He's articulate, but I, don't, I wonder if he's, how he will be at Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> All right. Zach Sabre Jr., he got a huge win this morning in the G1 Climax. Of course, in opening day one, he's the guy who put Tetsuya Naito on the shelf for the rest of the tournament. And on night two, he's wrestling his Naito's stablemate. And the IWGP world champion, Shingo Takagi, and he won. That means Zach will likely be getting a title shot, whether he wins the tournament or not. So, uh, really... Fun situation. Now, what's interesting is everybody in the tournament that was supposed to fight Naito later on was just credited with credited with an automatic two points. So they don't have to win a match to get those two points. Zach actually had to beat Naito to get the two points. Yeah. So right now, the great Ocon, who is probably like everybody's middle of the pack guy, not somebody everybody had pegged to win the tournament. Sure. He's actually leading with six points which is the equivalent of three wins even though it's only the second night of the block because he's got he's two and oh in in competition plus he gets the two points from naito so he's leading the pack right now but zach saber i think he has the momentum of everything and he's wrestled some, the two hardest matches first i think he's still got good matches between now and the, the tournament but god love me some zach saber i hope he does make it all the way and he called out daniel bryan before the night was done oh my god would that be amazing now uh, what, what was the finish of that match was it a clean victory clean victory submission wow so he's tapped out the champion got the world champ to tap wow yeah, yeah that, that's a resume builder yes yeah so good stuff there i'm excited to continue tournament action continues tomorrow and then again on Sunday and Sunday, Sunday's early morning one, I think this morning didn't start till, didn't start till 530. So it was just waking up a little early. So not bad. Okay. So later on today, we have NXT UK. We have the Heritage Cup semifinal match, Wolfgang versus Taoman. And then we have a number one contender match. This will be Ilya Dragunov's first challenger for his new NXT UK championship. Nathan Frazier versus A-Kid versus Rampage Brown. One of those guys is going to come out the, the winner. John, have thought, you have a thought here. Who's going to be the uh, first guy to challenge Dragunov? I, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably go with Rampage Brown because that's an imposing figure. Yeah. But I, it would be great if one of the smaller guys actually came out here because Dragunov can, I mean, he can obviously go with bigger guys or smaller guys, but yeah, I think you'd get a really exciting match out of uh, him and A-Kid. Or Frazier for that matter. And so that's what's interesting about Dragunov being champion. When Walter was champion, he's just this huge guy. So it's almost not believable when A-Kid goes in there or Nathan Frazier goes in there. But now you've sized the champion down a little bit and it gives you a much wider range of opponents that are 
believable for competitive match. Yeah, I don't think it'll be Nathan Frazier. That would be like a really fast ascent for him, but maybe it'll be a kid. But the other thing is it's a triple threat match. And I'm thinking they didn't want to pin Rampage Brown. So they right. another two guys in there. <laughs> so that's my thought. We already talked about Josh Alexander relinquishing the X Division Championship on Impact tonight, but we also have Mickey James will be in the Impact Zone. Hikaleo versus David Finley is on the card, plus Chelsea Green versus Rohit Raju. So that, should, that should be a lot of fun. That should be a hot mess. <laughs> Tomorrow, we have SmackDown. The King, Shinsuke Nakamura, defends the Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews. Liv Morgan gets match one of her weekend's worth of matches. She's got two matches. Selena Vega versus Liv Morgan tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night on SmackDown. By the way, that IC title, you think that's going to change hands? I don't see any reason why they would go back to it. He's going to have Aziz at ringside there, so anything wacky could happen. But I, I think it's more likely that it's going to set up an Apollo and Aziz versus Boobs and Nakamura tag match somewhere down the line. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then the other thing, I the wild card in all of of these WWE matches right now is the fact that the draft is imminent. So how does this match impact the draft later on? They want to keep Shinsuke on uh, SmackDown, but they want to send the title to Raw. Maybe they'll flip it, but who knows? It's okay. hard to pick. They do love to flip-flop the mid-card title. So yeah, that's always a possibility. And then on Sunday, we have Extreme Rules. The only time of the year where all the matches will have an extreme stipulation, right? Supposedly. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only the Universal Championship match. Andre Thomas, by the way, chiming in. Good morning, guys. He must have... Andre, let us know what time you got home last night from Arthur Ashe. I'm curious about that. Yeah, I think he's just probably just waking up, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So back to Extreme Rules. The main event's going to be Roman Reigns versus the demon Finn Balor. Are you giving him any chance? That is Finn Balor got any chance of being Roman Reigns? Yes, because A, it's the demon, and B, it wouldn't be insane to see Brock stick his nose in here. I know. Does he get a clean victory? Boy, that would really be saying something with the way that Roman's been booked. But there's always a possibility when you take an unbeatable character, put him against another unbeatable character with a third unbeatable character somewhere in the general vicinity. Yeah, 1.30 a.m. So uh, are you going to let your tribal chief know that you have this inside knowledge that Brock Lesnar will be there? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm going to stay tight-lipped just like Paul Heyman. There you go. I am a full athlete. Triple threat match, Damian Priest versus Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy. I'm going out on a limb picking Sheamus here, thinking Jeff Hardy's just there to take the pin. They don't want to pin Damian Priest, but they want to get the belt off him. Yeah. So that's my going out on a limb there so i could see it it seems a little quick to take it off priest but i could absolutely see it charlotte flair and alexa bliss becky lynch and bianca belair jimmy and jay versus the street profits and of course Liv morgan versus carmella any title matches that you feel good about or any title changes that you feel good about sorry the, there's not one that i be i i picked street profits just because i looked at the i looked at the rundown and went i don't see any titles changing hands so I took a flyer on the Street Profits because they don't really, let's be honest, WWE doesn't care about the tag division, so they're always ping-ponging those belts around. So I could see that happening, but there's not one that I look at and say, like, oh, that's definitely changing hands. 
Yeah, Andre agrees. No, no title changes this week. In regards to Arthur Ashe, it said, he says, Andre, our guy in the field, he said, took almost an hour to get out of the park. Man, I guess not only were the Arthur Ashe Stadium staff not ready, neither was Queens, New York. An hour in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic in beautiful Flushing Meadows, New York. Boy, that must have been something. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right, with that said... All that wrestling is still yet to come this week, but we won't be back here until Tuesday, actually. I will be traveling Monday morning. I'm off to Texas this weekend to see the New Japan Strong tapings. So uh, I won't be, I'll be traveling back on Monday. Hopefully, hopefully they sell a few more tickets. There's, if anybody wants to join me in Texas, there's a bunch of tickets left. Definitely look into it, so. John, anything else in the world of wrestling? We need just something I don't usually look these things up, but I stumbled across this morning. Happy birthday to Big Money Matt Hardy and the Pirate Princess Kyrie Sane. Huh, and my mother-in-law. So there you go. <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday all around. All right. For John, I'm Ryan. We will see you Tuesday. See ya.